everyone and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host as always, Erin Pym. Here at the Bedpost Podcast, what I like to do is bring super sexy guests and performers into my bedroom to have a in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. This week is a part two of two parts. So if you haven't listened to part one, uh, the title is uh, episode 160, Whiskey. Please go and do that um, because this is part two of our lovely conversation that Whiskey and I had. Um, we just had so many important and awesome things to talk about, uh, and especially in light of what's been going on the last few weeks, the last few months with SESTA, with FOSTA, with um, Facebook, Tumblr, uh, Instagram, um, what has happened, you know, a little bit further in the past with Craigslist, with Backpage, um, basically our... Uh, our explicit content, our content that has any sexual leaning at all, even if it is educational content, if it's uh, sexual wellness, sexual uh, health content, that's all being taken down. Um, So this all has to do with the lovely, lovely SESTA and FOSTA law that has been passed. And it is affecting um, not only sex workers in a negative way, but it is affecting all types of sex professionals, uh, even sex educators. It uh, and even it it's going to extend well beyond uh, sex professionals as well, as you can see now. um, You know where you would go to see nudes tumblr that's not available anymore um and it's just going to in general restrict the way we can um talk about sex which (sighs) is frightening (laughs) terrible um but anyways so this is part two um if you're interested in any of that (laughs) And if you're uh, specifically interested in hearing it from someone who is being affected by it um, on a sex worker level, uh, this is our guest, friendly neighborhood poly kinky sex worker, Whiskey. And Whiskey wanted to put in an edit that she is a full service sex worker. That is something that is important for her to define for the listener. So here is part two with Whiskey. I hope you enjoy. One of the things when I first started that really astounded me was you're making this money and I was doing very well, I should say. And uh, you're looking at this money and you can't even believe how much money you're making. And at least in my case, I was astounded. And I was like, oh, isn't it convenient that we've demonized a job that puts femme and 
queer people and uh, any disenfranchised person in the sphere where they can make relatively what men the, they they have access to capital that historically only men middle middle class white white men have had access to, yeah. right? And I was just looking at it and going like, you want to control you want to control a population? Yeah, take away rights from yeah. their women. Right, and you that's know? that's one of the things restrict the women. Uh, the uh, like, the adaptation of a Handmaid's Tale, I think, is brilliant in that it shows that the first thing they do is they um, delete all your bank accounts. Yeah, you can't. You have no money, yeah. right? Because that's also women's labor was discriminated against because it didn't pay. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the that's the um, radical feminist. You know, that's their whole thing is that men's labor paid and women's labor was in the home and it didn't count didn't count, didn't count right unquote. Yeah, yeah it wasn't labor which in reality if you've done it's housework all day in the fucking world yep. yeah, yeah 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 it's incredibly difficult ever try raising a child <laughs> yeah it's fucking hard yeah, yeah. so um it's it's just so frustrating because it's just a way to cripple people from getting a leg up and from um, I, I I can so see it too. Like I can so see just a politician, and all of a sudden his dominatrix charges him a hundred dollars more, and he goes, "Fuck her! I'm gonna fuck them all." Like I'm gonna yeah. like, do you know? Where, like yeah. where it's petty, where it's like, I bet, like I can just see that. Where like, do you know? What I mean? Like that's, <laughs> I can just see like someone coming out of a session and going like, "She has the gall," because I get that all the time, which is just she's so expensive. Like, other other doms won't charge yeah. this. Yeah, they'll other do. Girls won't charge that. They'll do anything to get you to lower your worth, which is super common in sex work. You'll p- get people trying to haggle you. Mm-hmm. You'll it's ridiculous, and like some people or push your boundaries. Yeah. Like, well, other girls will do that. Yeah, for no tip, and yeah. you're like, um, mm-hmm. not me. Thanks, and also like then go find her. Yeah, exactly. They do that all the time. They Mm -hmm. act like they're too good, and you're like, um, why are you messaging me then? (laughs) Yeah, why are we even talking? Yeah, (laughs) like on my profile, it tells me what my things I will do. Yeah, and my great. Oh my goodness. Why are we even talking if you're gonna? Yeah. Yeah. Dispute every of all these things. Yeah, because it's just not respected still as as a type of labor and as a type of like. Yeah, you yeah, and, and it shows a lot of entitlement where you restrict people's access to things that they think are entitled, and it's yes. you see a lot of ugliness. <laughs> oh, I imagine, yeah. And fuck you, cunt. <laughs> I'm lucky I don't get that because I'm privileged that I don't have to deal with clients like that a lot, um, which is a privilege in this industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that I don't. Obviously, I do because you can't escape it, uh, and everyone always is trying to push your boundaries. Um, but I have tons of really wonderful clients who I will mention that that happens, and they go, I'm really sorry. Yeah. And that's what you want. You want um, professional people who really respect your time and your your business and you and 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 they usually are the people who have been. It's called in the hobby, been in the hobby the longest. They understand how it works. That this is a transaction, and um, I will give everything to a session, but you only have me for that time. <laughs> like that's the one thing I always told clients was like, I don't want messages at three a.m. You know, like, I just won't respond to them. I've gotten messages on from guys on vacation, and I'm like, I'm not going to... Re- or they'll be like, pics, and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, money, thanks, fuck you, pay me. <laughs> like, um, which is very helpful to have in the back of your brain. And I'm so not that person. Like, I, <laughs> like, I don't like this society where everything's transactional and, like... But when it's your, your business. Your, yes, and people have no respect for your time and like what you're doing or your life. Or... Would I come into your place of work and yeah. ask for free shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you working at fucking Tim Hortons? Just... Would I come in and be like, hey, 
hey, free lunch. And, yeah? and yeah. it's like, not because you want it that you get it. It's because you want it that I'm going to charge. Like, it's clearly there's a demand for it. So why wouldn't I? Do you know what I mean? There's no reason that I would. <laughs> like, not because you're nice. Like, that's not... I know because you're not nice because when I refuse <laughs> you're gonna say fuck you cunt yeah I mean that's why I just don't engage half the time because I d- do not engage which I have the luxury of going do not feed the animals no yeah generally um oh my god what were you talking about oh my god we, we were talking about Sesta Fosta oh sorry I had to just rant for <laughs> a second yeah this is where like the work you're like honey oh my god we're at work today that's what this is right now um <laughs> You wouldn't believe the day I've had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, someone tried to put their finger on my ass with no lube. Like, come on, that's not even how that works, which Ugh. is surprisingly common. How many, a lot of sex what work is, is it's just sex education. That's yeah. all. That's all it is. They just don't. But if you do it for them, it's fine. <laughs> you just have to be very, like, take initiative. But anyway, okay, so Sesta Fosta, and I'm not like, a gigantic expert on this, mm-hmm. but I know the basics of the reason that you're, you're living it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, because when I moved you here, know how it affects yeah. your, your peers and you. Yeah. And that's experience. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. That's um, valuable, a valuable opinion that people need yeah, to hear. So if you, yeah, I guess I'm going to explain how this hurts, hurts us. Cause it does. Yeah. I mean, like people can't see the human toll, I guess. And that's why people don't care but now that these sites are being affected i think um at least it's getting attention of because because i think yeah uh, now it's civilian civilian civilians yeah. <laughs> they want the yeah to see news because like on... what do people use instagram for selfies and you know yeah sexy selfies yeah of course so the minute it's going to affect yeah. you know they can't get these things at work so like of course in their personal life they're gonna be like i'm gonna do whatever i want and now this is a censorship bill and, like, we, we need to reframe the conversation of this isn't a trafficking bill. This is a censorship bill because... That is going to affect us all. Yes. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, I mean... Obviously, sex workers have been saying this for years. Yes. Um, yes. But, you know, it's the minute that it affects a person that's not a sex yes. worker that something's actually going to get done about it. So... Right. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> it sucks that this is the point that people are like, what the fuck? Well, it sucks. They can't do this to us. It's like, well, you fucking told you. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, I mean, the political climate in general right now is where that's kind of, I mean, it's terrible, but at the same time, it is at least waking people up a little bit because it is affecting um, even people who have had privilege for most of history, right? Yeah. Where they're finally getting affected. So well, it's good. <laughs> I say <laughs> Yeah, where I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But it's true. It's true. It's one of those things where like and 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 academics have been like disenfranchised people and academics totally from have been seeing this for years and years and years and years. Like the dis- dis- like this idea of like the true like what's true anymore. That's postmodernism. That's been been talked about since the 80s. Like that's this isn't new it's just now it's actually affecting our daily living where it's it's um yeah where the reason that these sites are doing this is because i if i am a sex worker and for example i post on twitter like hi i'm available in such city at such and such a time which Mm -hmm. is how a lot of sex workers do advertise yeah um twitter is not controlling what i post but I am technically soliciting mm-hmm. a service, right? I'm technically... I don't know if that falls under solicitation 
legally, but that's kind of what's happening, right? And and Canadian law has always been kind of more generous in that they don't want you to be on a street corner, but if I just say I'm a model and you book my time, then that's fine. It's fine, you know? So <laughs> and paying cash then Yes. So, <laughs> so it's all been a language thing, right? And the yes. same with um, Nevada is the exact same thing. It's all a language thing. And that's how they get around it, which is why the definition of trafficking matters, because they're using language to discriminate against everybody, um, in law at least. So the reason it's um, happening is because these sites can get sued if solicitation happens, even if they're not aware of it. So if I pick up a client from Facebook, or which I would never do, but which nobody would ever no do, one would ever do because it's not safe. Our parents are on Facebook as well. Yes, yes. So. That's like my one area where I won't post <laughs> exactly. anything about anything. Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, but they, these sites can be sued. And something like Seeking Arrangements, which explicitly was about finding sugar babies and sugar daddies, it was very explicitly about exchange yep. of money for services. Yep. That was the first one where sex workers were like, holy shit, what am I going to do? Because so many people used seeking arrangements. And that's why now it's a dating site, right? Yeah. I think even our dating sites are really, are like... Are going to be shut down, are going to be affected. Super affected. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it's... I'm surprised FetLife's still up. Oh, that's like, shocking, yeah, yeah. Because there are people who do do exchanges. And, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's actually when... Craigslist got shut down because that's yeah. Craigslist and oh I could not Kijiji but that's where a lot of panty and sock uh, sellers would go yeah, yeah. and I was looking into that and then it got shut down and I was like fuck so people moved to FetLife for that for a little while um, and it's really about um, censoring expression and that is not something that um, a free society should ever have to put up with but sad but realistically is has been the norm for most of history if we were realistic but you know this idea that we do have these freedoms is more the (laughs) kind of more the illusion than anything but i this this is a reminder that it's not i mean yes you know like this idea of permissive society is ridiculous because this has not been the norm ever really it's there's always been fights against expressions of sexuality and who gets to do that right yeah. like who gets to hold space yeah yeah, yeah absolutely who As, it's for yeah and the, it being in the public space and that all ties back to feminism and queer theory right yeah. which is who takes up these spaces and this uh the bill itself too like it just feels like they could so they did because liberals also voted for it yeah. Because of the language yeah. and because, frankly, no one likes sex work. <laughs> yeah. uh, even progressives talk shit about sex work, yeah. frankly. And uh, um, Connor Habib has an amazing article called Why Do You Hate Porn Stars So Much? Mm-hmm. And I read that article and I was like, this is amazing. He's, he's incredible in general, but um, there's a book called A Renegade History by Thaddeus Russell. And it talks about um, how the dregs of society, basically the most disenfranchised or the most thought, like the, the people basically who no one thought anything of, and just the the renegades, the, the bottom of the barrel people, or who was seen that at the time, um, like POCs and um, slaves and um, sex workers and um, drag queens. And that whole book is talking about how these people behaving badly, not f- protesting or um, 
going through legislature or anything like that just by living their lives promiscuously and doing whatever the hell they wanted and acting badly, poorly in the public sphere opened up freedoms for everybody. So like this idea that we've had these freedoms um, forever is even even straight heteronormative people is a total misnomer because it wasn't until the 60s that uh, blowjobs were considered a sin. Like, like that's how recent this is, people. You couldn't say blowjob in any conversation. Anything that wasn't penis and vag. Like, like this is the, literally the time period of, like, the clitoral orgasm is an immature orgasm. And really the only orgasm is a vaginal orgasm. That's the mature woman who will do this correctly. And then you go back with, like, hysteria. Like, you know, where that's people literally masturbating women. Yeah. And it's we're calling it a disease like it's mm-hmm. you know you can find history of this stuff everywhere but that book i love that book because it talks about it's not we just have to still don't change your behavior because of this shit like i say post more nudes I, i'm like i'm like we have to really like i because I, I don't know what to do is the problem because yeah. my yeah. twitter's what probably do, gonna be yeah, gone what do we do yeah, yeah because yeah. how do we get visibility and like this is also how disenfranchised people get hurt because then we have to go to the corners yeah street corners yeah so it's this ridiculous because it's it's basically like abstinence teaching where like they teach you like you're never gonna do this so you'll never have to learn well Mm. that's not true sex work doesn't exist yeah we're just trying to yeah Yeah. same with yeah trans people don't exist yeah that's like right Yeah, yeah it's just very frustrating and it's um and they're literally trying to erase trans people. Yeah. And yeah. anyone. That, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 oh God, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so, once I got into sex work too, it was astounding to me how many people do it. Everyone, yeah. everyone does it. Yeah. I, you know, a sex worker. You hundred percent, you know, a sex worker. Someone you know and love is a sex worker. She sells her panties. Um, he has helped <clears throat> a femdom. So and so has yeah. yeah. She has an arrangement with an older gentleman. Yeah, like, cams. Yeah, someone buys like, their art for sexual services, maybe yeah. or like that. Well, that's I stole that from. Uh, she's <laughs> she's uh, she's got to have it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that shows good for that though. It shows that I like that actually. That yeah. she's an artist and she gets by as an yeah. artist in New York City by <laughs> having a relationship with an elderly yeah. gentleman who sometimes buys her art. Yeah, but like. Like, those relationships are so common and um, strippers like everyone you know has encountered a sex worker you have yeah. for sure yeah. I have people come up to I've, I have a friend who has has said to me like am I a sex have I done sex work <laughs> and I'm like yeah <laughs> Did they suck your dick? Were you there? Did you get money after? You were there, right? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Are we on the same show? Yeah. That's a reference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> drag race reference. Oh. <laughs> oh, see, I'm not I'm not a drag racer. Bully. Um, oh, you should. Be. I I'm casual. I'm very casual. Nice. I'm nice. very casual. Very casual yeah, but I wish the I try to be and I struggle because even for this show, I'm not using my name yes, and I'm yeah. not using my work name because yes. I just, being out is something I really struggle with because everyone in my personal life, not everyone, my parents don't know because that's a whole other topic, but 
everyone, I tend to lead with it because it weans out people who you don't want around, frankly. (laughs) If they're not cool with it, then you're like, cool, don't want you in my life. I didn't like you anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're just not to be. Not worth it anyways. Yeah, yeah, so I tend to lead with it. And I also think just, I think it's good to be honest, especially if you're having a sexual relationship with someone to be upfront about this. this, These are the, you know, risks and this is what my life is. And, uh, you know, you being risk aware and responsible thing to do as a sexual partner. And I want them to have full consent. Yeah. Full consent. Right. I don't want someone to, uh, pull back later. And that's, you know, that's just not something I want to risk. So I try to be very out and talk about it. And I, uh, I'm very proud of what I do, uh, and I would like to do it more openly, but I'm really struggling with well, how to do that. cloaked in illegality, so... Yeah, I... It's really tough, because... Well, but even just doing it in the public sphere. Like, I would love to do what, like, dance... Even what you do, where... Uh, like, what Dan Savage or Connor Habib do, mm-hmm. or even uh, a lot of porn stars, like, uh... April Neal and like um, Sasha Gray used to talk about this stuff a lot um, where they're very open and they're also public figures Mm -hmm. right where they talk about it openly and Mm -hmm. I would love to be able to do that but the blowback is terrifying and even with my uh, online presence like I don't really hide it but I also don't you know Twitter's really the only one where I say out and out like I'm this is what I do because mm-hmm. it's just, it's the, the lines of being out are scary. Yeah. And, um, especially with these new bills, like things can ha- like happen to me, yeah. <laughs> you know, this it's like a safety issue. Yeah, actually. And, yeah. um, that's something that luckily has been streamlined a little bit because sex workers talk to each other and they, um, they use these, I mean, that's also the scary thing is that sex workers use these sites to talk to each other. Yes. And that's a valuable resource. Very, and one, very valuable to share experiences, share tips, blacklists, like, <laughs> blacklists. Black oh share, my God. Yeah. 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 And, uh, it's just, <laughs> it's your network. These, it's your, it's your, uh, support system. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that's what makes these bills infuriate me the most is that it's saying we do not care if these people get hurt. Yeah. It's really, really, um, that's why it's so, I think, ballsy and blatant is that it's a bill that's saying we actually do not recognize the human rights of some people. Yes. Which is, which is really the world we're living in right now. And it's at a, uh, I, I think it's, uh, the, the awakening where we're seeing the breakdown of, cause all the heteronormative, capitalist, all the stuff we've believed in is really not working for us anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's just not working practically. Um, and I think people are realizing that, but the fight, the fight for the value, those value systems are still in us. And I think we have to start shifting cultural mindsets because, um, that's the only way we're going to change or, uh, make a world that we want to live in because um, it's easy to ignore this stuff, but now it's. I like that it's you can't anymore. Yeah, I think that uh, we all is now. Yeah, I mean it means that we all have to suffer a little bit, but um, that's just because we've been ignoring trying, yeah, the suffering we, of we others. We need to figure. Yeah, yeah, we have to mobilize and really change needs to happen. So yeah, it's feeling uncomfortable right now, but hopefully it's going to be for the better. That we're yeah. going to actually create. Um, yeah. Yeah, a society where we can all fucking yeah, and I think flourish. this this is just the 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 bottom. <laughs> yeah, we're at rock bottom. But also, like, we're not. That's also such a 
do you know what I mean? It's it's getting better because it's getting worse. The actual issues are being talked about now. Right. Yes. Right. Like yeah. it's it's hard to say that, and I recognize I say that as someone who is very privileged, but it's uh, there is truth to that. Like um, this world where like sex workers are very visible, or um, where feminine like all these theories that I learned in university are like 14 year olds know them now. And I'm like, that's amazing. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, yes. Like that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like feminist theory that was like seen as the domain of a very small group of people that no one took seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which is also hilarious because feminist theory really comes from like the streets and like, (laughs) it really comes from people like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't really come top and it, down. Yeah, and adopted by academics. <laughs> yes, because yeah. yeah. they're institutions like anybody else. Um, but it was just years of going, no, we need to be talked about and we're going to fight and to be heard. And But that was always at the risk of being not safe. Yeah. As putting your safety up for for uh, debate. And it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. It's it's sad, but it's... Um, yeah, sorry to be a downer, but <laughs> I knew it would get super political because I'm like that. No, but no I'm into just it. this bill. Oh my god, I just uh, yeah, support your sex workers. Yeah, and tip, tip, tip them. <laughs> I like how it's tip basic, them, where I'm like them, just tip, tip. Just, but just give me a goddamn tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also just be polite and just yes, um, of course. And uh, I, it's not safe for sex workers to talk to everyone in their personal life, but I wish that everyone would be more open about like, yeah, you know a sex worker and I wish we could all like talk to each other and not be scared, but there's, it's not realistic, but, um, cause safety. sometime in the future though, that, that is a possibility. Yeah. And make sure we can create spaces that are safe spaces. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And see it as real work and, um, yeah. And just be cool about it. (laughs) Just be cool to your local friendly neighborhood sex Sex worker. about our sponsors for this episode. Our first sponsor is Oasis Aqua Lounge, a sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. It is a body positive environment and they are shame and judgment free when it comes to pleasure and play. They're an inclusive and diverse venue welcoming of all sexual orientations and gender identities. It's also a community hub for all sex positive folks, educators, entertainments, and businesses. So thank you so much to Oasis Aqua Lounge for sponsoring this episode. Our second sponsor is Come As You Are. Come As You Are is an amazing sex shop that is founded here in Toronto, and it is located at comeasyouare.com. Come As You Are is a trans-owned, trans-operated, feminist, anti-capitalist sex shop that wants to give you the best products at the lowest price possible. And they're going to prove that to you by offering a 15% discount when you check out at comeasyouare.com using the coupon code BEDPOST. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. And our third sponsor for this episode is Unicorn Collaborators. Unicorn Collaborators is a business that has been running here in Toronto for about five years by two queer unicorns. They mostly make leather goods and they make everything from collars to cuffs to thigh harnesses to boot harnesses to the regular pelvis strap-on harnesses that you've come to know and love. 
Unicorn Collaborators is a body positive brand, which means that they make products for all body types. And if they don't have something in your size, they're happy to make a custom piece just for you. Give them an email at unicorncollaborators at gmail.com, follow them on social media, or DM them for inquiries. This week's sponsor is Lovecrafters Toys, a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that offers products like strap-on compatible tentacle dildos, dragon egg Benoit balls, and squid butt plugs. These geeky and playful products are body safe and handmade using platinum grade silicone. And if you want to purchase these whimsical sex toys, check out the Lovecrafters Etsy shop or head on down to our full-time sponsor's website, comeasyouare.com. these ideas that we have about it are so often false or even the from you know anyone who says that it's like demeaning work I mean or like talks about the experience of it isn't it scary isn't it weird isn't it you know what if you're not attracted to them and you're like that's so but but take take that out of it it's also fulfill the idea that it's not fulfilling and that I didn't choose this like I I left academia to do this. Yeah. But on the other hand, that, <laughs> like, it's like, does a job have to be emotionally fulfilling to be valid and to exist? Yeah, no, because it doesn't. most people's because labor most isn't. People's jobs, do you feel fulfilled, you know, yeah. doing your shitty job yeah, that all you the time? Yeah. No, but it exists and it's allowed to fucking exist. Yeah. And it's considered work still. Yeah. I really, I'm, I actually genuinely labor, labor studies not to be an academic, labor studies right now is fascinating Mm -hmm. because what is work? Mm -hmm. You know, because in the future, we're looking at potentially minimum income, right? Because there's going to be no job soon with automation around the corner, right? Mm -hmm. And so what are we going to do? And and we valued so much of our... So much of our societal value is based on the nine to five and the puritanical work ethic. And like, what do we do when that's gone? What are we going to do with our days? Like, do you know what I mean? And like, I've heard people go like that's scary. And I'm like, is it? What, since when are we wanting to work? Like, I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. When, since when do we want to hold three jobs to be able to pay rent and eat groceries? Yeah. Like or live to work or work to live. Yes. Yeah, what is this like, bullshit? Yeah. Like I, that's so, um, wh- like what kind of life is that? But it's the one we're all expected to have. Mm-hmm. And when I, I don't have another job currently. And frankly, I don't really want one. <laughs> Um, because I get to, I, I do this work also because I get to live a lifestyle that I'm proud of and that I would not be able to do this as freely, um, if I had other employment. And so I chose this like very deliberately and, uh, and I've seen, there's a great, I found a video once with a a porn star and she was saying she was an engineer and she is then was a porn star and so she's talking about I didn't agree to work an 80 hour work week Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I left because like I didn't allow like that's bullshit like I have too much respect for myself to be work to my whole life to just be working as a dog Mm -hmm. like you know like she just and the clearly a very educated smart woman who just was like real labor is bullshit and it's and i don't think we talk about we have so many ideas about what our society like looks like and those are gonna be gone soon and 
<laughs> it's like, it sounds scary, but I don't yeah. think it is. I think that's liberating. Yeah. I think, I mean, uh, there's going to be a lot of problems and troubleshooting for sure, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just, we can't keep, it's just, it's not viable. It's just not working. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just how, like a life where you have to hold down three jobs is yeah. not really, and that's it's no so, life. it's so many people's lived it's reality though. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to, I think. That is the one thing I would say. Really ask yourself what you want because you can make it happen if you really want to. Mm-hmm. And some people can't. I shouldn't say that. I'm saying that as a very privileged person. Right. But you should want that. You should want a life that fits you and not think that you're weird or you don't fit into the norm. And I think for people who are, um, you know don't f- are on the margins are decentralized you know queer people and pocs and they've known that like what you said we've known this for years mm-hmm. like you know and it's always been a fight for them and for us and um i think uh yeah just waking up to that where it, it, you know it's it's options like yeah. <laughs> i just want people to like that renegade history uh renegade history is amazing because i just it just says behave badly yeah live your life yeah. do what you want to do like um even just like transgress like just behave badly mm-hmm. you know and like like i like that drag is more um it's mainstream now almost but mm-hmm. that was a radical that was radical oh yeah 50 years ago oh yeah right yeah. Like, think about that. Like, same with the blowjob example. Like, that was a sin. That was morally... Who's making our morals? And it's always an institute, controlling institution, right? Mm-hmm. If you look through back through history, it's a church or it's a government or it's a king or it's a marriage or it's, it's a million of them, right? Mm-hmm. So that are all conflicting in our brain still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just say, don't do what you... Never should yourself. Like, don't do what you think you should do. Um, because I think eventually that's not going to work for you anyway. And you're going to, I find that that happens anyway. You have a midlife crisis and you just go, it just, I I think it's the same with pain. It just, you can try to quiet it and stomp it out, but it's going to leak out somehow. Mm -hmm. And like, um, I, I, I kind of went into sex work as my own, like, I was a good girl who stayed in school and then now I'm free. And like, (laughs) but legitimately, I think that was the right choice for me uh, at that time and still is. And um, I don't regret it or anything else, but sometimes you have to go out and take risks to, to really see what you value and what you want. <laughs> and that's scary. I think that's scary. Oh, very. For a lot of people. I want to ask you also, since we're, um, you know, we've ca- talked about kind of what's new and been happening for you in your sex work career mm-hmm. this past year. What do you hope for it in the next year? Um... Do you have, like, resolutions for yourself? Do you have, you know, some, yeah. an idea of what you want to kind of work towards in the next year? Yeah, actually. I mean, one of the reasons I moved here was because I wanted to collaborate with a lot of really interesting people. And I wanted to expand. And I wanted to do um, porn. And I wanted to do... Um, I just wanted to collaborate with other people. So I want to do that more. And get into other branches, I think, of the industry that appeal to me. Mm-hmm. I would love to make my own content, but I'm hoping to do that still. 
but the anyone who makes content for a living mm -hmm. it's oh my goodness it is a full-time job mm -hmm. it is so much work and so much it is uh, so much work and advertising and just reliably pumping out content yeah, like talk about hustling oh my goodness i cannot i <laughs> my i'm trying to figure out how to do that stuff and it's i'm amazed by people who keep up who post every day and mm -hmm. who you know, I have more content coming for you soon. Like it's, it's, like, oh how? my God. How? Yeah. Cause it takes over your life. It's so much, it's so much labor. Yeah. Like just talking labor, it's a lot and it's a lot of your time and it's constant too. Like I, I really have a lot of respect for that and I'm trying to tread those waters now with the spill. I don't know if that'll happen anymore. Yeah. But, but in an ideal world, yeah, I, I creating content like video content. I think so, and I think I always wanted to do a little bit of, like, lecturing or education. Yes. I, I, I That would be great, yes. but, yeah, get involved with some co-ops and things, but, and really get involved in the scene politically, I think, um, and get involved with, like, local sex worker groups and stuff. And go drop by Maggie's. Have yeah. You ever? No, Have you no, ever? I know. Get I'm, involved with those lovely people. Yeah, and also come as you are. I really want to yes. get, yes. Oh, yeah. I need volunteer opportunities, so this is what I'm trying. I'm going to try and look into it yeah. um, now that I'm moved in and settled a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't run uh, before you crawl, basically, was my year. Um, yeah. but, uh, but I'm getting there. But one of the things, too, that I would really like to see is um, because with these sites going, really, it means it pushes providers to really um, the most exploitative corners. Yeah. So right now, Leolist is draining people dry. Um, it costs a lot to advertise on Wheelist, and they discriminate against trans people. Um, so this, I would love for... Yeah, where would your porn go if you created yeah. it? Yeah. Exactly. How do you get traffic? I have a yeah. website. Yeah. It doesn't mean people go to my website unless yeah. it's linked to another website. You know, course, like yeah. you need traffic. And um, uh, providers are trying to put together websites of our own that um, that clients can go to and safely peruse and, but we operate it. And that so far has not been the case. We're using third parties constantly yeah. like Twitter and, um, Backpage and Wheelist and Pornhub and, Pornhub and they all take, YouTube, yeah. And everything. they all take huge cuts yes. and they all, um, you know, they don't help with disenfranchisement. They don't make it easier. No. Um, so I would, this bill unfortunately signals kind of the opposite, but I would try to, um, uh, try to, if you already use sex workers, please support things like Trist or like ones that they have set up themselves. VIP Favors is a good one as well. I don't think it's run by sex workers, but it's, um, it's, I don't have to pay to advertise there, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's that's yeah, pay for your porn yes that's please pay for thing. your porn that's oh my goodness thing. yeah yeah and i'm guilty of that as well yeah. you know like I'm i think just... we all are yeah <laughs> yeah i use porn up like you don't have to pay for your porn no but it is going to like it's going to support the organizations that need to be supported and and you know support the actors that you enjoy seeing you're when the you're performers <laughs> yeah when you're paying excuse me like, like buy, buy porn at Crash Pad series, buy porn at Spit, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Buy, buy it directly from yes. the person, because yes. that's one thing I would impress to everyone. That sounded silly, but <laughs> that is something I would implore everyone, is that when you are paying for your 
when you're paying for sex work, Mm -hmm. you're paying an individual directly. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, you go get a latte at Starbucks, you're really giving money to Starbucks, Starbucks, and Starbucks is paying the employee. The employee is seeing nothing. Same with a restaurant business, all that stuff, right? And, like, tipping was, like, a way in the restaurant business for them not to pay waiters and waitresses mm-hmm. um, a fair we, wage. Yeah, yeah. So these things have cropped up to try to balance those inequalities when in reality it's like we should just be making Paying a fair people. wage. <laughs> yeah, we should yes. maybe just not skimming off the top yes. um, as corporations like to do. Yeah. So, and same goes with sex work. Yeah. yeah. So The more times you can choose to pay the person directly, directly. do so. Yes, because yes. The, that money is going directly in their pocket. And the amount of expenses that your average sex worker has is crazy. It's a business. It's a business. So there's a startup cost. Yep. There is an ongoing yep. maintenance cost. Yeah. I, I, you have to pay for your website every year. Like it's, um, you have to, if you're p- posting ads, you have to pay for, you have to pay for ad space. Yeah. Um, pay for photographers. Yes. Yeah. Your you upkeep, know. just your basic upkeep yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, um, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, all your clothing and shit. Clothing and waxing done, and waxing. Yeah, yeah. It's, and you really have to be on top of all that stuff because also the demand for this stuff is crazy. Like you'll hear, I talked to a client once who was like, I was talking about Janice Griffith, who's like a gorgeous porn star who like I adore and I follow her on Instagram and I love her so much. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, but she doesn't wear makeup in her Instagram stories or her Snapchat. And you're like, excuse <gasps> what? She's like, first of all, if you've seen Janice Griffith, she's like perfect looking. Second of all, so like also you're kind of like, what? But also like you can go see that. It's called her porn. Yeah. <laughs> if you want. buy her fucking porn. Yeah. That's where what it's, it's called. Yeah. So we also have these standards for sex work that's Very high, yeah. crazy. And like, that's one thing whenever I'm talking to people, if I do have the fake nails or if I have what I, I always try to tell people like. And I did this also before sex work. Like, the if you're presenting as, like, a cis woman, mm-hmm. the amount of cost that goes into your upkeep of just looking, quote-unquote, <laughs> normal. Uh, yeah. And the labor, yeah. like, I always tell, like, if someone says I look nice, I'm like, I stood in front of a mirror for two hours. <laughs> yeah. Three hours. That's why. That's why. That's... I did labor. Because yeah. that's, that's why labor studies <laughs> fascinates me right now. Because technically, if you're a cam girl or you're a content creator, you're spending three hours in your house putting on makeup. Yeah. Yeah. That's cra- That's That's what labor is now. Yeah. Is time. It's just, like, there's so much good. I, I'm not in labor studies, so I, I can't talk about this, like, with authority. <laughs> but it's fascinating how labor yeah, looks all, so different. Yeah, like all the time this you is labor. put into... Yeah the hour that you're booked wherever yeah and there is a lot of like even prep physical prep yeah people doing like porn actors doing anal scenes you have any idea how much yeah the person is you know their their diet for the performance (laughs) is totally different yeah you know they gotta warm up like crazy yes they gotta douche like 18 times yeah before they get there like yeah and that's where you have to talk about because so many I loved the I saw something the other day where it was like um we should stop talking about how porn teaches bad sex habits and how um our sex education is so bad that we're using porn to teach sex yeah which is it's a movie it's a movie I took I took yes yes, I took film like because people do that with documentaries too where they're like it's real it's a movie it's still a constructed piece of art it's not real you still have to look at it critically it's not you know, so um, whenever people talk about 
porn, it really gets my hackles up because it just like, even talking about like what counts as feminist porn. Yeah, yeah, because you can talk about things like the male gaze in porn, Mm -hmm. which is a real issue that most, that tons of porn is focused on male pleasure solely. But we'd be lying if women, if we said women didn't watch that porn Mm -hmm. or um, non, I guess, cis dudes watch that porn. Mm -hmm. And um, we'd be lying too if we said that there weren't things that are attractive in those or that, um, you know, like, or that there's tons of porn that's not like that, Mm -hmm. you know? So trying to paint any medium or art form, which I'm saying porn is, um, with a broad brush is pointless. Mm -hmm. You can look at trends that are systemic and... By the way, the male gaze is a problem in all art. It's not, you know, especially film. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not something that is solely um, attributable to porn. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you got to look at labor practices of, like, for example, some uh, maybe it's a more mainstream porn, but they're paying their the woman's probably getting paid more than the man. For example, in a lot of mainstream porn, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, some like feminist porn companies will not do that, and the pay is a dip- so you have to look at it from a labor perspective as well. Maybe the depiction of the sex is more f- progressive or feminist or like things we like to say, right? That mm-hmm. we want. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what are the actual labor practices? Are they getting paid a fair wage? Is the director trying to get free handsies after? <laughs> like we don't know. We don't know. So that is a huge thing where. These are separate discussions. Mm-hmm. Depiction um, of in art is a separate discussion between wages. Ethical labor practices. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think with sex work, people don't want to do that. I don't know why, even though it's the best place to have those conversations. Yeah, right. yeah because what because especially with sex we like to say it's demeaning or it's I have clients who will put on porn and they go, Oh, that poor girl. And I go, mm-hmm. She looks like she's having a great time. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Sex work is the one place where we actually like, femmes are actually getting paid. Yes, like, more than men. <laughs> yes, like, she's fine. She's yeah, doing she's great. she's yes, she's you know refurbishing her kitchen, <laughs> like you know, or she's investing if she's you know what I mean. Where it's like she's a smart business lady yes. taking it up the ass right now. Yeah, because like I I've done that. So yeah. like, or like, or it it's um it really reveals very limited <laughs> notions of um like fem sexuality because whenever someone says something like that to me I always go I would love that because mm-hmm. I would because I practice anal sex a lot and yeah. I've if always I get paid for it fucking why don't I that's what why I why wouldn't I that's what I did <laughs> yeah. yeah like at work Seems I used to, like a great idea yeah like yeah like um for example like just for my personal uh life uh I went into sex work because I felt very sexually confident at the time that I went into it. I finally felt like I've got to, I think I know my body because mm-hmm. that's by the way is a good thing. If you're going into sex work to mm-hmm. know your sexuality first mm-hmm. and explore by yourself first in your own sex life, I think is a very good cause that can get a little messy. Sometimes you got to be able to have yourself while you're doing this. Cause Definitely. yeah. Cause you are paid to be, you are slightly, uh, you are being paid to be objectified mm-hmm. often. So you really do have to have a good, like, sense of self and, like, what gives you pleasure. And um, you have to be, I think, in charge of your own sexuality and your own sexual pleasure Mm -hmm. to really be able to wade through all that. Um, Because, yeah, you are going to have people tell you that, like, you're, that's weird or um, 
bring their morality and judgment and stuff about things and you have to be able to be like no actually <laughs> or if like someone you have bush or you know because they're very demanding or they're very specific and you know sometimes people will be very rude and entitled I have to say no yeah you have to be able to do that and mm-hmm. um so definitely be in touch with your own sexuality mm-hmm. but when i so part of that was I felt like I could do anal and I was experienced at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, when I was, uh, I don't do this as much anymore, but I used to do anal at work four or five times a day. Wow. So, yeah. And to someone else who might not be into that or might not um, have that knowledge about their body or are com- not comfortable with that act, mm-hmm. they could easily project and be like, that sounds so demeaning or that sounds really hard. And I was like, I loved it. Yeah. Oh my God, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, you could just pop it back up. I was like, oh, it's still like stretched out. Like, <laughs> like I loved it. I felt like a fucking athlete. I yeah, felt like I was... nothing better for maintaining anal readiness <laughs> than to have frequent anal sex. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it. I know. I have to work up again, actually. Yeah. yeah. My, yeah, she's got she's yeah. got to get exercised. Oh my god, she does. Exorcise. She does. <laughs> okay, I just realized I'm keeping you late and doing a two parter, but you do have an appointment to I get do. to. So I'm gonna actually. For that reason, <laughs> I know we got too zealous. For that reason, we should probably wrap up. Okay. I, thank you so much for staying with the two parter. Oh please. I just uh, love being the vessel uh, to get all the amazing things you have to say oh. <laughs> into the podcast sphere. That's sweet. Um, do you, I know because we, you are being a little discreet with your identity and whatnot. Do you have any places that you want people to follow you or get in touch with you or no? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'll be, I'll be brave. It's yeah, up to you. Sure. It's up completely. Up <laughs> yeah. I mean, my Instagram has no name or anything on it so uh i guess yeah you can follow me at my instagram uh so it goes underscore five um which is a terrible <laughs> terrible <laughs> i was like i want to change it but it's a kurt vonnegut quote it's and great. It, yeah i guess and that is generally my fault like eh, yeah it's <laughs> so it, yeah that's how it goes like eh. yeah so i mean i guess you could follow me there um yeah uh i i should i link to my twitter i don't know that's you don't have to i know but Let's... <laughs> See, this is where the cross promotional thing gets tricky. Where yeah. it is, it is tough. Let's just stay with that for now. Then. Yeah, there we go. That's yeah. that's my first little step in uh, being. Oh, I also came out this year. That's something. So mm. that's another step of being out. That's Congrats. nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. woo. <laughs> so woot. <laughs> yeah. Woot, woot. Oh, amazing. Okay, uh, we gotta get whiskey to her appointment. Uh, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is not with a bottle of whiskey. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, boy. So I just want to thank you so much for coming and speak with me today. Please um, uh, thank you for letting me go on many diatribes. Oh, it's <laughs> my absolute pleasure. And the absolute pleasure of everyone that's listening. So. If you are a Toronto resident and want to see the Bedpost stage show, um, that happens the third Friday of every month at the Social Capital Theatre at 8 p.m. If you're hearing the podcast, then you're going to be hearing original music composed by Stephanie Copeland. You can reach her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Also, uh, as a part of the Sonar Podcasting Network, I want to direct you to all the other lovely podcasts in our network. And uh, last but not least, um, my Instagram got deleted. Uh,
at 6K. So um, follow me at my new Instagram, please, oh please, The Bedpost Show. <laughs> and thank you so much to everyone uh, who is listening right now. We will see you next week. Happy holidays and happy new year, everybody. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 